Jack met Marianne in a bar. It wasn't the best love story from the sounds of it, but it wasn't a normal bar either. It was 1963, and that was where all of the local 20-somethings went to dance. Jack had just gotten back from a tour of duty. He wore his military uniform to the bar. He sat at one of the high tops and ordered a beer. Do you want to dance? He heard behind him as he brought the bottle to his lips. He turned around and saw her there. Purple dress with white polka dots, blonde hair sculpted perfectly to flip at her shoulders. Jack almost spit out his beer right there. Are you asking me to? he asked. Well, I like to give a man in uniform a little fun, she flirted. Jack set down his beer. Do you say that to every man you see in uniform? Only the cute ones, she admitted. Oh, he laughed, so I'm cute. Well, my, my, you have a way with words, little lady. What's your name? She smiled. Mary Ann. The two of them danced that night and every night of the week for a month. Eventually, they fell in love. And, as fate would have it, Jack married Debbie, the girl he grew up next door to. Fifty years later, Jack was sitting on the bed with his dear Debbie standing in front of him, a shoebox in her hand. I was looking for your dress shoes, she said, hysterical. For the funeral, you know, Ken's funeral, my brother, my best friend, the man who said I shouldn't marry you because you were the type of child that would push people off their bicycles? Well, I found these instead. You know what these are, Jack, do you? He did. He debated playing stupid or not. He never knew exactly what type of mood Debbie was in. They're love letters. She threw the shoebox at him, narrowly missing his head. Love letters to Mary Ann. They're years old, years, and you still have them. What did you want, to start a shrine or something, did you, Jack? Jack didn't say anything. Debbie huffed and puffed, and before the argument escalated further, the two of them heard the front door open and a voice call out, Hey, Ma! Hey, Dad! Jack groaned. Debbie shot him a nasty look before going out to the kitchen. Jack looked at the love letters that had fallen out of the shoebox and sprinkled out onto the bed before sighing and following his wife out to the kitchen. Hey, Dad, Carol said, assuming her usual spot looking in the fridge. She pulled out a block of cheese. Don't give Gavin this, okay? He had diarrhea for a week. Gavin, Carol's only sheltered child, was practically wrapped around his mother's legs. He was ten with glasses and slightly greasy hair. Hey, kid, Jack said. Kids are goats, Dad. Carol rolled her eyes, pulled an apple out of the fridge, crossed the room to wash it in the sink, and handed it to Gavin. Back in my day, he would have eaten that right off the tree, Jack joked. I don't want my child to get poisoned by pesticides. Carol rolled her eyes. Debbie walked in the room at that moment and hugged her daughter and grandson. As they exchanged their hellos, Jack noticed that his wife did not acknowledge him and slowly withered in guilt upon her finding the letters. It was just something she wasn't going to understand, and he did not know how to explain it. Carol finally left, and Debbie retreated to the dining room table to clip some coupons, leaving Jack alone with Gavin. 
Jack wanted nothing more than to head down to the basement and watch TV, but there was no way a kid like Gavin would be okay with that. Carol never let him watch TV, and for some reason Gavin believed that his brain would turn to mush if he did. Instead, the two of them played a game of chess in the living room. Neither of them were very good chess players, which made the game pretty boring. Jack attempted small talk with his only grandson. So, how's school? Good. Jack shrugged. What school is it again, uh, Moonsor? Montessori, Gavin said, capturing Jack's knight with his bishop. We're learning how to knit. Isn't that a little girly? Jack asked. Gavin smiled. Mom told me you might say that if I told you. Jack moved upon and instantly was scooped up by Gavin's rook. Do you have a girlfriend? Grandpa, Gavin groaned. I'm only ten. Right. 